Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. Good morning, crypto. Good morning, warriors. Hello and welcome back to another episode of your favorite crypto news channel, Good Morning Crypto, where we bring you the most relevant and impactful crypto-related topics from the top crypto research team in the world. I'm your host, Abs, joined by several members of our 3T family this morning. We have Mr. Johnny Crypto, Jackie the Crypto Juggernaut, and Billy the Chart Analysis all joining us on this beautiful Tuesday, so I'm very excited to have all of you. Today on Good Morning Crypto, we will be discussing how Bank of America's CEO states institutions are more bullish than ever on cryptocurrencies, blaming regulators for the lack of institutional involvement. Ripple CEO Brad Garlinghouse says NFTs are severely underhyped as new use cases emerge in this market daily. And SEC Commissioner Hester Pierce says that the SEC should partner with Ripple. We bring more shocking news about this ongoing lawsuit. MoneyGram partners with Stellar XLM to become the bridge between crypto and fiat, and VeChain is inking a brand new deal with BMW. Fidelity continues to lead the charge on global adoption as they now offer Ethereum and plan to double their size of the digital asset unit. This is just another example of why 2023 is the year we've all been waiting for. Our show is available on your favorite podcast platforms like Spotify and Apple Music. And for those of you listening via podcast, our show is live on YouTube Monday through Friday, 11 a.m. Eastern at the 3T Warrior Academy channel. So we've got so much exciting news. We're going to go fast paced and get right, right into this. Johnny Crypto, I want to get some quick words from the group, actually. So we'll say hello. How's everybody doing on this beautiful Tuesday? Well, first of all, good morning, all the Warrior Maniacs out there today. Hopefully everybody's doing well. Apparently, Abs, you got some people fired up with our title today. I love we got, it. We got, we got some Pink Paul's got his paws all in a bunch today, not liking the title. Hopefully you just sit through the show and maybe then it'll make sense at the end of the show. But yeah, to everybody out there, it's uh, great, great to be here and looking forward to getting to a great show. Hey guys, I'm not saying it's clickbait, but know the game so you don't get played. Jackie, how you feeling on this Tuesday? That is not clickbait. I want to confirm for Pink Paws out there. We are going to deep dive into the MoneyGram partnership and talk about how some of these major companies are shifting away from XRP and into some of these other coins that have the exact same utility. So it is not clickbait. It's a real conversation. But with that being said, Jackie, we're super excited to have you. How are you feeling on this Tuesday? I feel great. Tuesday's a great day. Every day's a great day, guys. Let's not be catty in the chat. Ha. Um, but no, I'm feeling good. Excited for the show. Awesome. We're excited to have you. And we've got Billy here. Billy, I see you switched up our background on us, but I appreciate the good morning crypto background. How are you feeling on this Tuesday? And we're very excited to have you as well. Blessed, bro. I'm happy anytime I can be on the show and get to spend time with you guys. Yeah. I love this background a lot better than the other one I had. So yeah. I'm with you. And we just changed our team background as well. So if you guys are enjoying the constant change in the background, show us some love, smash that like button. And we're going to dive into the most relevant and impactful crypto related topics on a daily basis. But we'll get this thing started the same way we always do by showing you guys our Good Morning Crypto Twitter account at 3TGM Crypto on Twitter, where you get access to our entire team. Me and Johnny had a live last night. It was booming. We'll be back live at 8 p.m. on Thursday with the entire team. Gonzo, Jackie, 
uh, Andrew Cashflow, the whole team will be there. So very excited for that. The Bitcoin Fear and Greed Index is in extreme fear again this morning. We're slowly rising from a 10 yesterday to a 16 today. We already addressed this, so we'll keep the ball rolling here and hop into the total coin market cap, which is back above $1.3 trillion this morning. Bitcoin is sitting at 46% dominance. Ethereum is at 18%. Bitcoin is sitting at $31,600 this morning. And what I think is so interesting about this bullish price action is that we're seeing Bitcoin gain dominance within the market. So that could be a sign that this is just a short-term pump. Ethereum is at 1900 Cardano was making some major moves up 22% on the week, sitting at $0.62 cents this morning. XRP is $0.41. Cents. Avalanche, $26. Kronos, $0.18. Cents. Stellar, almost $0.15. Cents. And Hedera Hashgraph all the way down here, still ranging at $0.09. Cents. I'd love to get some comments from Johnny Crypto. It's funny, we had someone post in the chat, can you reference Casper? I know Johnny Crypto holds some Casper, so I'm not sure if you'd like to reference it, but the floor is yours. Yeah, I mean, first of all, you know, you are starting to see Bitcoin put in a really nice, solid, I don't want to say floor because because we're not saying we're, we've hit the bottom yet, but definitely held up really, really strong at 28. There was a lot of buying, and now she's actually brave busting <clears throat> above the uh, the 20 moving average. So we'll see now, you know, next one's going to be up is the 30 and then the 50. We'll see how she holds up. But definitely starting to turn around. But I don't think this is a major next leg up kind of a thing. I think we're going to get a little short, maybe bull trap potentially up to 36, 37, and then back down. And that's going to be the important part when we come back down and we test that 28, does that 28 hold? If it does, then you're going to really form a nice base and maybe we see a leg up, you know, maybe the end, the end of the year, something like that. Or if it doesn't hold up, then the 20 that everybody's been talking about, we're probably going to get closer to it. But yeah, so for me, it's just an interesting little play. I don't think anything to get overexcited about at this point. I don't think we're going to see a monster bull run coming up in the short term. In fact, with Bitcoin dominance going up, you're actually going to see altcoins take a little bit of a hit. And it's funny. Our comments are popping off this morning. We got 255 live listeners out there. Show us some love. Smash that like button. Everybody who's here for the XLM news, I'm going to move that article to the front so we deep dive into that. But I do want to get some thoughts from Billy first. Billy, you are a chart analysis expert, and we've talked about getting a short-term rebound up into that thirty-five dollars to $38,000 range, and then continuing into our bear market. So I'm interested to see what you're seeing on the charts. Yeah, I mean, we talked about it. We thought we was going to come back up and hit that, that trend line that we were at because we've already hit support. So like Johnny said, we're, I, I believe we are going to have a little bull trap. We have a lot, a lot of things happening in the market. We have a lot of things happening politically, worldly, you know, everything that happened in Davos. All that affects the entire market. So there's, I definitely think that we're in a little bit of a bull trap. I think we'll actually go up a little bit higher touch that trend here in a little bit, but I think we're going to have a, a nice pullback too. So yeah, I, I wouldn't get all up in arms and, and get overly excited about this right now. Just, just watch it, let it play out and see what it does. And this is exactly what me and Johnny crypto talked about on Twitter spaces last night. We said that even though we might get some, you know, bullish and optimistic price action within this market, I don't think we're on the precipice of a bull market. I think we're going to see a long-term consolidation probably all the way through the summer and into November when we get those midterm elections. But with everybody being so excited about our news for today, we're going to dive into one quick tweet here. Johnny Crypto and Jackie, I'd love to get some comments from you guys. There are celebrities mass adopting crypto right now. We always cover institutions. We always cover billionaires on our channel. But when I look at this tweet, we have you know well-renowned celebrities, Joe Rogan, Kanye West, Elon Musk, Mark Cuban, Snoop Dogg, Mike Tyson, all endorsing Bitcoin. I want to hear some thoughts before we hop into our articles. Johnny Crypto, the floor is yours. Well, you know, you know me. This is all about WWE, so I don't trust any of these guys because at the end of the day, um, 
<clears throat> these the, the folks who want to push certain narratives always find a way to get influencers on there. So big names like that, get these guys into it, let them start talking about it, and then all the sheep will back come following along along the way. So this doesn't mean anything to me. What means something to me is when <laughs> the price action. That's it. The price action is all that matters. Look at the charts and you'll see what's really happening. And then when you see guys like Michael Saylor that are actually really buying, putting $4 billion of his company's money into that, that's more of, I think, a more of a credible situation as for me. But obviously, somebody's trying to build momentum around Bitcoin, right? And you see all these guys saying they own it. Okay, maybe they own a half a coin. Who knows what they own, right? And how, how much they really own, how real it is. But I do like that we're seeing this narrative that more and more people are, are they're pushing folks into Bitcoin now. Why? I don't know. Maybe they want to push it to a hundred or two or three hundred thousand dollars, right? Maybe they know because it's limited supply. It, it is one of the best potential solutions out there if people choose to make it digital gold. So we'll see if this list keeps getting bigger or you know, or if they rug pull us somewhere along the way. Pretty interesting to see. I'm with you, Johnny, and I do think it's going to continue to get bigger. We're yet to see NBA and NFL athletes mass adopt this technology, and we cover a project called TNNS. This stuff is inevitable. NFTs are going to play a huge role in sports going forward, but before we get into that, I'd love to hear from Jackie. We got a comment in the chat that said, none of these people are prominent in the crypto. Why do we care? Well, I think it's about the subconscious programming going on here, getting the masses comfortable with this stuff. They have to have people they know, like, and trust already within this market. So what are some of your thoughts, Jackie? That's exactly what I was going to touch on, Abs. Um, yeah, this is all about about bringing the narrative or bringing Bitcoin forward, um, cryptocurrency forward. So, I mean, people watch these guys on the news, on reality TV. So if they see that they're doing one thing, everyone else is going to want to follow, right? So it's all it's all about that type of game. Um, and that that's what makes me – I mean, when I read these list of names, I'm like, okay – they're probably all just jumping into it because they've, they've heard other people jump into it. So it's, it's like, I don't really know if they know what Bitcoin even does or what any cryptocurrencies even do, but, but to see the names, it does bring a little bit of comfort to retail investors. So that that's exactly what you, what you were saying. Yeah. And getting people more comfortable with this market, it's, it's going to be a long-term game, but big names like this coming out and endorsing these projects is going to be one of the main factors that gets people like us, regular retail investors, comfortable entering a market like this. Johnny Crypto, I know you had some thoughts. Oh, that's all I was saying. It's just they're getting in the big names. They're trying to they're obviously trying to drive momentum and stuff there. And so you're just gonna continue to see that, especially if 28 was the floor. Oh boy, you're gonna see more and more influencers and big names coming in. They're gonna get them all to pump it up just the way they got Elon and they wanted to pump this thing up when you know when they dumped it uh you know on the show. What was it? Uh good Saturday Night Live last year. Right. So don't be surprised if you see more and more of that coming, come, those coming to the party. And so we do have our XLM news. This is the hot topic of today. I didn't even realize when I was creating the title that it would create this much euphoria. But I do want to share some fundamental institutional news that we have for you guys, because as much as that big, big uh, news story with MoneyGram is taking place right now, we have some massive institutional adoption taking place behind the scenes. And we're going to bring that to you guys first today. So for our first story, we have Fidelity. The world's largest financial institution is going to start offering Ethereum custody and trading going forward. This is going to be huge for institutional adoption. The fact that Fidelity with over $11.3 trillion in assets under management, I went to their website and checked this this morning, has already adopted Bitcoin. Now we're seeing them go to Ethereum, and I think we all know what's after Ethereum. 
that's the rest of those large altcoin projects. So Fidelity started offering Ethereum trading and custody services after launching a similar service for Bitcoin earlier this year. The Wall Street Journal reports that the company plans to double the headcount in 2022 as they expect a return in demand for digital assets. Fidelity is planning on hiring 110 new workers specifically to focus on digital assets going forward. And this Ethereum news is just a part of that. So I'm not even sure what's bigger, them doubling their team or them adopting Ethereum. I'd love to hear from Billy first. Billy, what are some of your thoughts? This is the credibility that we need. I don't need, like, I love Snoop and I'll listen to him when I'm playing ball, but I'm not going to take crypto advice from him or, you know, some of the other cats that was on that little Paris Hilton, for God's sakes. This is what brings credibility and trust into the market. Um, and I think about everything that's going on right now. What happens? I know we've talked about it. All these people are hyping Bitcoin. What happens when, you know, the plan does go through when Bitcoin's be- Bitcoin becomes decoupled from the market? What what happens in that scenario? Because it's going to happen at some point in time. I mean, when they switch it over, regulations come in um, and you notice that they're going to Ethereum. You know, there's utility behind it. There's functionality behind it. There's there's you can use the, the crowd. Like I, I understand Bitcoin a little bit, but I don't understand it in the utility case or what it can do for you, how it can change the world. All these other projects can can change the world. So when they start hyping those up, then I will start listening a little more. Other than that, Paris Hilton can continue to do her shows. And I'll listen to Snoop while I'm playing ball. And we covered a really interesting topic yesterday, Billy. That was funny. But we covered a really interesting topic yesterday, which was this concept called a soul token. So what what the Ethereum founder came out and said is that they're going to start offering, you know, college degrees, medical records, you know, uh, social media accounts. All will be distributed to people on NFTs. And those NFTs cannot be sold in the open market. So it's going to be much easier to verify a lot of the accomplishments that people have. But I want to stay focused on this news here. Johnny Crypto. When we look at this, me and you always talk about the long-term utility of Ethereum. And I think we're all on board that Ethereum is one of these cryptocurrencies that's here to stay. Not only has it been given the green light from the U.S. regulators, but I think overseas we're seeing more and more use cases being built. I'd love to hear some of your thoughts. The most important paragraph in this article is the second one right there that you got highlighted. They're looking to bring 110 new workers, engineers, and developers in this space. So what I always talk about on this show, talk about leading indicators. Before you can have a house, you need to hire the people. You got to buy the concrete. You got to pour the cement. You build, and then you build the foundation. You build the house. And then everybody actually sees the house. That's what's happening here right now. This is the one of the best leading indicators you could ever see when human capital is being purchased or you know being brought into the picture, right? When that capital is being brought in to do something, right? What do you think is going to happen three to five years from now? You're going to start seeing all these apps and all these things start to come out, be true, bring you know, bring credibility, as Bob uh, Billy said, Bobby, as Billy said to the show. Um, you're gonna see these these the apps and all this type of um, the blockchain. It's all going to come to fruition. It's only a matter of time before this actually happens. And so that to me is the most exciting part right there, that they're all gearing up. They're all high, 110 people. That's a lot of freaking people. That they're hey, that's way more than the SEC. The SEC just doubled their <laughs> unit by hiring 30 people. So 110 <laughs> people at Fidelity. And this company has 11.3 trillion, Johnny. 11.3 trillion in assets under management. So the fact that they're willing to start adopting Ethereum, it shows me as a retail investor that this stuff is here to stay. Yeah, exactly. So this, is, this should get everybody excited doesn't matter what you're invested in you almost can't mess this freaking thing up there's so many technologies out there as long as you're not buying shit coins right 
safe moon and all that crap that you know pump and dumps. But if you're buying real world solid cryptocurrencies out there, XLM, XRP, Casper, you know, it's not gonna matter. A lot of these are gonna be adopted, they're gonna be driven, and they're gonna coexist. That's the part Pink Paws doesn't get and why his, why his ruffles, his feathers are all ruffled today. Or his paws. Uh, we're not saying XLM is going to be the king all be. We're saying these things are all going to coexist together. They're going to coexist to build a system. And then eventually we're going to see who wins. But that's going to be many, many years away. And not a single person on this show or any other show can tell you who's going to win. Nobody. If you do, they're lying to you. Johnny, I love the analogy that you always use that says you're picking racehorses here. This is a five-year race. Pick your horses. You only need one or two to succeed to get to that generational wealth. And I think a few of the coins that we really believe in, not only XLM, of course, because that's not even my largest bag. XRP is my largest bag in my portfolio. So this is not FUD news. I'm an XRP holder, and I do believe that we're going to accomplish these things long term. Billy, I love your coin, but I do want to hear from Jackie. Before we hear from Jackie, we got 325 live listeners out there. Show us some love. Smash that like button. All social medias are linked below. And if you're looking for a deeper fundamental understanding of the crypto market, the best place to do so is at the 3T Warrior Academy. You get access to our entire team, starting with Coach JV, our fearless leader. We actually do weekly portfolio updates every single Thursday. We have a Tuesday AMA call. We love interacting with you guys. But before we get into that, Let's focus on this article and go back to Jackie. Jackie, we saw earlier this month that Bitcoin was going to allow, sorry, Fidelity was going to allow people to allocate up to 20% of their 401k into Bitcoin. Now, four to six weeks later, we have them adopting Ethereum. What are some of your thoughts when you read an article like this? Yeah, just like Johnny was saying, I get I get pretty excited seeing stuff like this as well because you're seeing more trust in other in other coins besides Bitcoin. And so the narrative, you know, is kind of shifting to to more altcoins within the market, um, which then, you know, allows trust for, for the rest of um, institutional investors as well. So to see things like this um, gets me pretty excited. Just so, I don't know. So, I mean, once regulation passes and things like that and, and other coins are, are viable and verified um, as safe to, to invest into, that's, that's kind of what I'm looking for. So to see things, to see a narrative aside from Bitcoin right now, um, that's kind of exciting. Yeah, Jackie, and you brought up something important, which is regulation. And that's exactly what our next article is on. As we had the Bank of America CEO come out and say, we have hundreds of blockchains, patents, but regulation won't allow us to engage with the technology. I found this, this article to be fascinating to me. Johnny Crypto, it's just great because a lot of the conversations we have on air and Offair actually agree with the CEO of Bank of America. So what he said is that the reality is that we run, in, we run payments across our business platform. It's trillions of dollars per day, and almost all of that value is digital. If you think about blockchain, we have hundreds of patents on blockchain as a process and as a tool and as a technology. We're not engaging in accounts for people with cryptocurrency because, quite frankly, we're not allowed to. Because, the, because we're regulated and the regulators have asked us, they basically said, you have to ask us before you engage with this technology. And let me just say, don't ask us. The reality is that we cannot engage with the cryptocurrency market because of the lack of regulation and we're not allowed to. So Johnny Crypto, how do you feel about Bank of America coming out and saying that US regulators are not allowing them to interact with this technology yet? I think it really speaks to not only how early we are, but how at some point the flip is going to be switched for institutions on this market. And that's going to be in 2023. What are some of your thoughts? I mean, this article is spot on. I experienced this. So when we were, when we were farming Merlin and PCA, which are both kind of in the crypto space, we went to the bank 
to try and get a bank account. I got rejected by, I got 10 fingers, like 12 banks all told me no. And I'm like, what the freak's going on? Why can't I get a goddamn bank account? The minute you say cryptocurrency, it's like, it's like saying the F word. It's like, you can't, you forget about it. You're immediately rejected. So I dug a little deeper and I said, well, what's really going on here? And they said, well, the reality is, look, we're, just like he said, we're a regulated industry and there's no clear regulation yet on what cryptocurrency is, what we're allowed to do with it, what we can accept, what we can custody, what we can't. And because of that, they're all staying away from it. They have to. Even Scarmucci said it. You know, he was he wanted to add more Bitcoin to his, his portfolio. And he's like, I can't do it because the regulars are all over their asses. This is why we've been saying on this show, and even though people think we have no credibility, that's fine. Thank you. We love you. We love the haters and we love the lovers. It don't matter. Um, but what what you're gonna see. In the next, we've been saying all the time, as soon as regulation comes, forget about it. It's game over. You missed the boat at that point. If you're not in now, because the floodgates are going to open, all the banks are going to open their doors and say, okay, people, come on in. And what are they going to do? They're going to advertise the shit out of it to the sheeple and make everybody aware of it. They're not going to do it now. Why would they make anybody aware now? They can't, they can't service them, as this guy just said. He's spot on. But did you see what he said above this article? You don't have to scroll up. I'll tell you. He said we have multiple, over hundreds of patents in blockchain. So the patents are in place. The people are being hired. And soon Rome will be built. And believe me, boys, you want to be in before the Coliseum is there. And Johnny, just to add what you said there, they added 86 blockchain patents in the year 2021. And yet they can, they claim that they're not in this market. I think they yes. have their hands all over the place behind the scenes. But you know what I think is interesting about the regulation narrative is I think they're going to continue to create more and more hurdles for people like us. When regulation comes out, you may not be able to buy these products on the open market like we are today. You may not be able to buy a lot of these projects if you're not an accredited investor. But I saw Billy shaking his head, so I'd love to hear some thoughts. I was just thinking about what Johnny said. It's funny we talk about this because I went to actually, <clears throat> it was October of last year. I was actually going to move money to buy some gold and silver, physical gold and silver. And we had it all done, tried the wire transfer the first time, and there was an issue. I don't know what happened. But we come back, had to go back to the bank. We did another wire transfer, and this was the crazy thing that happened. Crypto was banging at the time. Like uh, I can't remember what was running up at the time. Anyways, I go outside the bank, and I look at my phone because I got an alert, and I, I just did my hand like that. I was like, hell yeah, and I was outside the bank. I go get in my truck, and I shit you not. The bank manager come out, and he's looking at me in my truck, and he kind of waves his hand, and he comes over to the side of my, my truck. And he's like, uh, can I ask you something? I was like, yeah, what's up? He's like, you were all excited outside the door there. He's like, can I ask you, you know, what happened? I was like, yeah, man, my crypto crypto just bang. I just made like a thousand dollars real quick. He's like, oh, you're into crypto. I was like, yeah, man. And he's like, oh, okay, well, that's all I needed. Not lying, bro. It was two hours later, my wire got denied. As soon as I seen the first time it was ITM trading, we were talking about crypto. Didn't think nothing about it. They said it was an issue with the paperwork that I had filled out. So I came back in, did it again. Everything was fine when I was leaving. I get excited when I leave and the bank manager comes out and talks to me. I, I mentioned crypto again and they kill my wire again. Like it was, it was, it was definitely something there. So it's funny Johnny brings it up because it is definitely a real thing. Johnny, you have any comments there? I mean, it, it's real. There's no question about it. <laughs> I understand totally what Billy's going through. Um, in fact, what I did was I started working for my crypto account, it was very, very painful even to get money in there at first. So Ally Bank was great. 
you can connect your personal account to Allied Bank online, and then you can do wire transfers wherever you want, and it's been easy, and that's how I get around it. But I do want to touch on the XLM thing real quick because this guy pauses going off. You know, one, <laughs> we're going to get into it later. Johnny, don't uh, even worry about it because we're going to show a clip from Hester Pierce. And we're going to show a clip from, a, not only are we going to endorse XRP here so all of our haters can calm down, but at the same time, we're going to show that there's a use case for XLM and there's a use case for XRP. It's not like they have to compete with one another. This is a global market. There's plenty of space, but the floor exactly. is right. Yeah, no, exactly. No, I'll hold off on it. But yeah, yeah. I think at this point, what is interesting, again, is what you have to see is if everybody can see, we're all close to the trees, right? We're right in front of the forest. If you step back, You'll see this monster forest that, that's being carved down and all these things inside of it are being built block by block. They're just adding them solely. And we've been saying on this show by 2025, right? Everybody wants it to happen now. It's not. It's not happening now. These things are slow. It takes time. Everybody needs to relax out there. Calm down. Get your bags packed. And by 2025, 26, 27, your lives are going to change. They're going to be different. <coughs> Some of these cryptocurrencies are going to boom. The others are going to bust. But you got your horses in the race. You only need a couple of them. Do your research. Make sure you got a couple good ones. And Casper's another potentially good one. I personally like it. But I think, you know, get your bags packed, abs. And it's going to be a fun time by 2025. But the key word, mindset. That's why you need to come to the academy. You need to calm yourself down. You need to relax. Set it and forget it. And boy, you're going to have generational wealth in a few years. And we actually got an interesting comment here that says, I think a lot of this stuff is an American issue. And I completely agree. But anybody who knows anything about Johnny knows that his main goal in life is to become a global elite. And what do we know about the global elites? They move slowly and methodically. But before we hop into our XRP content for today, we have 368 live listeners out there. Show us some love. Smash that like button. And if you're enjoying this content, follow all of our team members on social media down below so you get unlimited access to them, especially if you go and tweet at them on Twitter, but we are going to hop into our next article, which is actually a video for today from Hester Pierce. Hester Pierce has been heavily criticizing the SEC about regulation by enforcement, and we have some very interesting quotes here, so we'll let this clip play and get comments from the group. We should be doing, and, and if I were um, running the, the, the SEC right now, what I would be trying to do, and I, I mean, I'm one of five commissioners, so I don't get to make this call, but I think we should be sitting down with Chris's old agency, and we should be um, trying to lock arms and work together to, you know, see if we can build something together, or at least investigate the problem together to figure out where, where we should be stepping in. It is nice if Congress weighs in on some of those other issues, like what, how, you know, defining what a security is. That's been, that's been a challenging issue. Um, I think answering questions around how do you regulate stable coins, um, those kinds of questions are ones that, that Congress can weigh in on. Um, and so I'll take any guidance we can get from Congress. I mean, ultimately it's their call. What I think is so interesting about this clip is that not only is she taking the side of Ripple and saying that a lot of the things the SEC is doing is wrong, but this regulation by enforcement narrative is just, it's blasphemy. It's going to be used at, looked at in retrospect as almost illegal. There's no rules. There's no guidelines for these projects to be following, yet they're being sued for doing things illegally when there's no guidelines for what they could know is illegal and not illegal. So that's what we have with the XRP case here. XRP is not an unregistered security. There's plenty of use cases outside of this thing as opposed to a traditional currency. And we can deep dive into that, but I do want to get some thoughts. We'll start off with Johnny Crypto. Johnny Crypto, we're looking at Hester Pierce agreeing with Ripple, siding with Ripple, saying she would do things differently if she was head of the SEC. What are some of your thoughts? First, I love her. My thoughts are how do we make her cheer? <laughs> let's get that freaking Mr. Burns lookalike out of there. And let's put somebody who actually wants to progress. Ah, you like that, Billy? Let's put somebody that wants to progress 
the U.S. and wants to progress technology and let's stop playing games with it, right, as they're doing over there, just finding more and more ways to delay the technology, to delay regulation. Because as soon as that Ripple case gets solved, that's going to already set precedent in the world as to what kind of is a security and what isn't, a new Howey test, basically. And then we need the regulation. So obviously there's some games going on. The elites are playing up at the top. Maybe they want regulation to come out before this case gets settled. I don't know. Maybe they're going to make regulation and then use that to settle the case. Who the freak knows? But she's spot on. We should be working with companies like Ripple, not suing companies like Ripple. And, you know, I don't know if our girl Angela's out there, our wrestler. But remember, Booker T would come out. Five-time, five-time, five-time champion. Well, Ripple went to the SEC five times to work with them and say, hey, guys, what do we need to do? We want to get out there. We want to make this thing work. And you know what the SEC did? They slapped them with a lawsuit and said, that's what we're going to do. That's what you get for coming to us. We don't work with you. We sue you. How freaking stupid is that? Yeah, so Hester's spot on. And you know what's funny, Johnny? I actually love this pink pause guy. This guy is very knowledgeable. But one of the things we're seeing right now is that Ripple is continuing to expand overseas. We just saw them open a new corridor from Saudi Arabia to London. We know they're doing Japan to India. So all these corridors are starting to open. And you know who's being left behind? Every single person within our borders. I'd love to hear some thoughts from Jackie. Yeah, that is um, that is kind of scary. Abs, now that you mentioned that, um, that is something to take into account. Um, but I don't know the fact, the fact that we have the knowledge that we do, you know, we can that's kind it, of hedge against it. that. I love, <laughs> I love the 100%. Johnny, did you just write that down? Or Come have on, you had Jackie, where you been? I've been using that thing for like three months. Oh. But, <laughs> but make, it, make it prettier. No, <laughs> no but, um, to get back on topic, I definitely, um, it's, it's comforting to have the knowledge that we do, you know, because America is getting left behind in this race um, with cryptocurrencies, with everything going on, um, you know, with with Ripple and XRP. So so to be in on the in and to be able to navigate your way as an individual um, while all of this stuff is going on, because there's a lot of platforms. We get that question. What is the most common question that we get in the academy? From, from where can I buy XRP? Where can I buy XRP? Yes, because everyone's scared. They ne- They have this knowledge is coming out. Um, more and more influencers are talking about, you know, about how the case is just, just a play, just a theater. Right. Um, and so the fact, the fact that people are becoming more aware of this, you know, now they're kind of frantic. Where do I get it? Where do I buy it? Um, but that's, it, that's the beauty of, of being in, in this space, being with surrounded with the people that we're surrounded with and who have this knowledge. Um, so it's, yeah, it's good. It's a good thing. Yeah. And Jackie, Mr. Wright commented, U.S. politics are running crypto companies offshore. And I think that's something me and Billy both agree on. We're seeing this technology not hindered, but just expand in other places. We're just getting left behind. And I think a lot of people who are outside of the U.S. have that awareness. It's funny because I keep going back to this Pink Paws guy. He said, I have a friend in America and they can't buy XRP. Well, we're an American company. And that is the number one question we get at our academy. Where the hell can we buy XRP? It's not on any major exchanges. We'll answer that question right here. You can go and buy it on Uphold. I think it's available on KuCoin as well. But one of the things that we are aware of as as retail investors within the United States is that we're not being given a fair opportunity to get involved in this technology. A lot of exchanges like Coinbase and some of the larger platforms, they're really quick to add a shitcoin like Shiba Inu or Dogecoin that has no real-world utility, but they'll be really slow to implement currencies like VeChain, HBAR, Quant, XRP. The list goes on and on, but I'd love to hear some of your thoughts, Billy. So number one, I just want to touch on, on like the comments. So 
we, t- we say this all the time about coming to the academy. Make sure you get your mindset right. I can't believe how many people are triggered on a title of a YouTube show, bro. Like it is crazy. So imagine what's going to happen if shit really pops one way or the other. You guys really ready. So just remember, guys, we're all family. We're out here trying to, you know, give information. We're swapping information back and forth. Please don't get triggered off a title. Like, come on, be better than that. And if the title is triggering you, you need to come to the Zoom call on Wednesdays and Saturdays with Coach Kelly and uh, Coach John <laughs> Canuck. That way we can work out some personal things with you because you got some shit you need to talk about. But in that, I love you guys. Uh, it is so- funny. It is <laughs> funny, though, Billy. Like, we talk about being a mindset first company and not getting scared out of these projects by understanding the real world utility. We can just apply that to the overall crypto market. There's no reason to be afraid about the long term utility of the overall crypto market. Because we know we're shifting away from a traditional paper, fiat, you know, documents on a, on a, on a cut down tree to a digital system where that value can be transferred instantaneously for a limited, limited cost. And that's what we're going to dive into in our next article. Here is the moment you've all been waiting for. Yeah, abs, abs, before we leave the SEC comment, hold on one second. I just want to close this whole SEC, SEC thing out. Sure, sure. Because, you know. You blew his intro. No, 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 no. Hold on. This is important, though. It's the this, Johnny Crypto Show. Here we, we got, go. We, we got Jackie on the show. And Jackie last week made a little, little, uh, a little, a little bet out there. And I just want to come. I think it's time to collect. So since we're on the SEC, I believe there was a little thing out there about creating a meme, <laughs> putting a meme together about the Good Morning Show kicking the crap out of Getzo. So the, there's the meme out there. And I, I don't know. I've not, not seen that 20 XRP yet. I haven't seen you it yet. You need to send me your address. I haven't <laughs> bought your address. How am I supposed to send it to you? I was stumbling across, you know, we got a new fan, Angelina. And I just stumbled across, like, this is perfect. Look at that beautiful form of, of, of Getzer taking it right to the chin. So there we go. There's the meme. And, uh, I'm just waiting for my 20 XRP. Johnny, that is well-deserved. You're absolutely right. No, I can't believe nobody else jumped on that. Yeah. I, Johnny, I Johnny will not miss a deal, friends. <laughs> when he hears free XRP, XRP he's We're talking XRP. Like, I can't believe nobody jumped. I was like, all right. <laughs> so Angelina, we'll like, to- you know what? A couple uh, years from now, we'll have to look back on this show and see how much 20 XRP is worth. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, you know, I guess I'm going to have to give, I'll have to split half of what Angelina said she's in it. But uh, <laughs> anyway, sorry, Abs, I didn't mean to ruin your intro. Let's get into it because Pink Paws is all fired up. Let's figure out why the hell XLM is going to possibly be taking over XRP, which I hope not because I just got 23 more XRP. Awesome, guys. So that's the end of our Johnny Crypto special. But don't worry. I'm sure he will make more time to give you guys exactly what you're looking for, that shock jock comment. We love you, Johnny Crypto. And I never mind when you cut me off. Seriously, I love you. MoneyGram is to open a transfer platform with Stellar and eyes to deal with El Salvador. This is very, very interesting. So let's deep dive this article. This is why most of our listeners are here. And if you're just joining us, there's 387 of you out there. Show us some love. Smash that like button and pink paws. We love you. Do not worry about the hate. I promise we support you here. We are long-term fundamental investors and you've said some amazing things. So the floor is, is, is yours if you were on the show. But here we go, guys. MoneyGram International, one of the world's largest cross-border transfer services, is partnering with Stellar, also known as XLM Blockchain, to create a stablecoin-based platform for money transfers. You're going to be able to send Circle's USDC coin to recipients who will then be able to cast them out for fiat currency through the MoneyGram network, people. The doors have opened. But what I think is so exciting and the reason we put our title as it is, is the news we have down here. Ripple and MoneyGram were in a previous partnership all the way up from 2017 until March of 2021, 
shortly after the United States Securities and Exchange Commission filed a lawsuit. That's when MoneyGram terminated their partnership. And by October of 21, they had launched a pilot program on Stellar for cross-border payments. And that's what we're covering today. Johnny Crypto, I would really, really love to hear some of your thoughts on this. We are not XRP maximalists, but we do understand the long-term success. And that's why we talk about it so much on this channel. But these real-world use cases being implemented for XLM, it shows that this is a global market, right? There's going to be sectors operating on XRP. There's going to be sectors operating on XLM. There'll be Quant, HBAR, uh, uh, the rest of them goes on. I blanked on a couple others. Algorand, IOTA, XTC. I'd love to hear some of your thoughts on how this market is going to evolve. It's not going to be one winner, but how there's going to be multiple use cases for all of these different currencies. Yeah. So first of all, I think you, to, to understand what's going on here, you have to take a step back to 2013. What happened was Jed McCaleb, who runs Stellar, actually was the president and ran XRP Ripple. And because, because of his girlfriend, <laughs> had a big fight over a girl. And, you know, I'm not knocking women because, you know, empires have been won and lost over women. But they had a big fight and they broke up and they split out. And, and Jed said, all right, screw you guys. And Ripple said, screw you. And they split. And Jed went and started his own company that did literally the same exact thing that Ripple does. So what people don't understand out there, everybody thinks and hears and says that um, <coughs> Ripple is for cross-border payments for bank-to-bank. And that XLM is for bank to people. Now, that could be true. But what people don't understand is their technology also does exactly and can do exactly what XRP does. And so what you're seeing right here is the perfect example of that, right? I remember when I actually remember this when MoneyGram said they were dropping Ripple last year because of the lawsuit. And of course, naturally, it makes sense to sell their stuff right in because they have the same exact technology. Very, very similar. So and then, you know, and just to further that, take a look at this news. Now, this is about six or seven days old. But to build on that, you know, if everybody says, oh, no, Ripple, Ripple is only for cross-border and Stellar can't do it. Well, guess what country just said they're going to be using Stellar for their CBDC, right? Cross-border payment tool. So there's another example that, you know, yes, actually, oh, sorry, I didn't mean to ruin your screen there. But basically, yes, XLM can absolutely, they're like twin brothers. It can absolutely replace XRP. Now, is it going to? No, they're going to coexist. XRP is going to have a bunch of central banks and countries going to work with. And XLM is going to example right now, Ukraine. And there was another one the other day, a South America one. I can't find the article now. But there was a second country that said they're going to use XLM as, as a, as a cross-border payment for their CBDC. So absolutely, they're bull it is going to replace it. When we say replace, we mean there will be instances where XRP could have done the job, but XLM instead is going to get the job. That's all we're saying in the articles. Hey, be mindful of the fact that there are multiple technologies that are going to coexist and do the same exact thing. But do I think XLM is going to be uh, on the majority share of cross-border payments? No, I think that's still going to be Ripple. But do I think some portion, 10 or 20%, is going to be maybe XLM? Yeah, probably. And then maybe HBAR and other ones too. There's going to be multiple. Go look at the ISO coins. There's like seven or eight of them. And they're all going to work together. So hopefully that gives Pink Paws. Hopefully he can settle his paws down. Maybe go get his, his toenails. Clip. Hey, stop picking on Pink Paws. This guy's <laughs> he's our newest fan. He's our newest fan of the show. I love this guy. Are you kidding me? I can't wait. We got to bring out the show one day. <laughs> but but yeah, uh, Johnny, I do want to stick with something that you said there, which is that whenever we have a central bank digital currency conversation, it's hard for me to have that conversation without bringing up the World Economic Forum, correct? And what did we see in October of 2020? The World Economic Forum put out an article that said the number one coin that will be used for central bank digital currencies is what? 
Ripple XRP. And so what else we had happen this year, actually, I think it was 2021, we had Ripple partner with the Digital Pound Foundation on creating a digital euro. So you're seeing Stellar take some of the Ukraine space, some of the South American space, and Ripple is attacking some of these major markets. But what was a really important quote I wanted to read from this article is that if that's where the world is going, let's participate in that world and let's see how we can help fulfill that opportunity this is an evolution of technology. It's like somebody sitting there with a flip phone and saying in 2006 and saying, I'll never buy an iPhone. If you still have that flip phone in 2022, you're left behind. You don't have social media. You don't have texting opportunities. You don't have, and maybe this is a poor example, but it's just an example of the evolution of technology. And I'd love to hear some of Billy's thoughts on where we're headed from a CBDC standpoint. We know XRP is attacking a certain corridor. We know XLM is attacking a certain corridor, but CBDCs, they're inevitable. I'd love to hear your thoughts on how it will play out. Well, you got to think about it just like everything else in life. You know, not one thing runs everything. There's multiple. We'll look at it from a restaurant standpoint. McDonald's, that's the number one thing that everybody knows. But people still go to Burger King. People still go to Sonic. People still go to all these other places, just like when you had Walmart and Kmart. You know, there's other options to things, even though they are in the same um, same area and same flow and they operate the same. There's like Johnny said, and like you said, there's going to be other areas. Now, when the CBDCs come in, I think. That's going to be a little different. I think they're going to take over more than what we think they're going to. And then everything's going to get regulated through them. Yeah, we just don't know. I mean, it's all guessing. But to know how banks operate and to see how everything's playing out, there's no way that they're not going to come in. And then to go back to what you were saying about the World Economic Forum, look who's at Davos. Look who's there. Look who's on the stage with them. Look who's talking in the interviews. I only see one person right now. Um, I only see one person making making the deals behind the scenes while they're getting sued. How many companies you know out there get sued by the SEC and go get more partnerships, go get more contracts, open Just up one. more lanes? Just one. And so that tells me that's the one that I need to focus on. Now, with saying that, I will go back and say, yes, I am an XRP maximist, but I'm also an investor. So I have XLM, I have VeChain, I have Quant, I have it across the board because we can't sit here and say, what is going to be the one? So that way I want to make sure that I have the best crypto available, the best utility, et cetera, et cetera. But do I think XRP is the one? Absolutely. Do I think XLM is going to have some use case? Absolutely. The biggest part of the market though, when, when regulations come in, is going to be CBDCs. Without a doubt. And I think a lot of these currencies are going to be the rails that those CBDCs are running on. Before we head into our next article, I'd like to hear from Jackie. Jackie, we've been talking about XRP within the Academy. That's how I actually got involved with Coach JV. Came across the TikTok. I'm like, who is this guy talking about XRP? He's interesting looking. He kind of looks like a warrior or a wizard or whatever you'd like to say. Caught my attention, started deep diving into his content. And I'm like, this guy's perspective is going to change the world. I want to be a part of his mission. And that's how I ended up here. But that was a little off the wall. But just, I'd like to hear some of your thoughts about XRP and XLM. Yeah, I was um, I was doing a little bit of research yesterday, actually, more into the ISO 20022 coins. And, you know, it, it was kind of interesting. This was a topic for today um, because they, you know, we talk about XRP and XLM so much. And a lot of people know that those are part of the ISO 020 or 20022. And, um, you know, but they don't they don't really understand what exactly each pro project does. Right. And what what. I mean, what the use case is. So they just, they know the names. Um, so I was doing a little more research into that. And that's exactly um, what, like we've been saying all along, these, 
these two projects are going to work hand in hand. Um, Ripple is, you know, the standard for distributed ledger technology and XLM is, is part of that body um, that IBM is using to bring about what we've been talking about, stable coins. So that's exactly, um, that's exactly its use case. So this is, I mean, there's nothing, I don't think there's anything misleading about your title at all. This is, um, this is exactly the conversation and exactly what we're seeing take place. So it's not exactly replacing Ripple, but it is just, just like the article you showed, um, they, MoneyGram broke their partnerships and then partnered up with XLM, but it was exactly for that reason to bring about that stable coin. Um, um, you, yes, to bring about what we, yeah, exactly what we've been talking about. So I think yeah. that that's, not misleading in any way. You're spot on, Jackie. And we actually do have another XRP article we're going to cover. <laughs> Billy, I think we have a bigger Billy, Nobody can read that. <laughs> Look like a blank piece of paper. But before we hop into our next article, we have a Brad Garlinghouse article that we're going to deep dive into where he says NFTs are severely undervalued in this market right now. And in my opinion, you would think that NFTs would be overvalued after the fad we just had. But before we dive into that, we have some breaking news here as VeChain and BMW Inc. a brand new partnership that's going to allow users to pay their, their fees, their parking fees, their toll booths, and you can lock and unlock your vehicles using VeChain. So before we get some comments from the group, we'll just get a quick comment from Johnny Crypto and then head into our Brad Garlinghouse article. You know, <clears throat> being in the technology space and understanding supply chains, VeChain is one of the, you know, very kind of, I almost want to call it a well-kept secret. I remember when I started buying it a few years ago, it was like three cents and now we're back to three cents again there. So you can really get a bargain on it. But if you understand what VeChain does and how it solves a problem for these manufacturers to be able to track their, their um, inventory from where it was born all the way to where, you know, to what we call it, we say cradle, cradle to uh, grave, uh, the grave, right? We'd be able to track it fully from when it's born to when it's dead. Are no longer used. That's what VeChain does. That's huge. And, you know, they already partnered with with um, uh, Walmart, right? So that's a big one in itself right there. And now you're bringing on um, this these guys here. So, again, you're just seeing – again, we're in the beginning of something so big. If you don't have VeChain in your bags, oh, man, you know, <laughs> I've got a bunch of it. I love it. Just sitting on it, kind of stash it, you know, stack a little bit. But it's one of those where it has a real-world solve utility – and you're seeing big, big companies start to adopt and use its technology and learn about it. So for me, this is one of those that I absolutely love. It's one of the must-haves in my bags for uh, for the future of 2025. I want to make sure I got VeChain. So uh, this is great news. I'm glad to see this. And we're going to see more and more, I think, of this over time between now and 2025 and beyond. But it's super, super exciting. So, yeah, great. That's great, awesome, great. Johnny. I'm, I'm very bullish on I my actually I was buying VeChain back in 2020 before we even experienced our initial bull run. So it's been really exciting, even though we're all the way back down to, I think, four cents this morning. I'm still pretty profitable. I know that BitBoy, you know, we cover him sometimes on this channel. And he recently came out and said that he sold all of his VeChain bags. He's very pessimistic on the project. But I continue to see more and more real world use cases being developed on this blockchain. And I know Billy has some comments on that. So I'd love to hear from you next, Billy. Uh, VeChain really excites me just because of, of my past uh, career as an operations guy in supply chain. This is something that is very exciting as far as um, making sure you have the best product available as far as, you know, uh, food product that's coming in and out of warehouses. You can see where it was made, where it was shipped from, which plant touched it. 
Um, even as far as I was watching a commercial this weekend about V-Chain. And the, oh, I think we lost Billy there. Did, am I there? Hello? I think um, no, no, no. I see oh, him. Billy's here. Billy, yeah, continue. Okay. Sorry about that. No, you're, you're good. So even when you walk into a store, if, if that store is using V-Chain's technology, you can grab a hoodie and you can scan the V-Chain tag and it tells you exactly where it came from in that country. So that's, that's another good uh, use case scenario as well, because if you want to support a certain region of the of the country or you're from a certain place and you want to support back home, it gives you the ability to buy from that area, see where your money is going and actually be able to support the things that you want to support to. And from a food case scenario, like if we have breakouts or uh, foodborne illnesses, you can track that exactly to the point in time where it was. And we don't have to wait days and weeks to do FDA research. It's real time data. You can you can solve real-time problems. Yeah, Billy. And what gets me excited about VeChain is not that we're just sitting at three cents, but it's that we're sitting at 2.1 billion in total market cap. And if we see a global adoption from a supply chain standpoint, that market cap is going to climb well over 10 billion. I think that's even a fraction of what it'll eventually be. But we have 346 live listeners out there. Show us some love. Smash that like button. We are going to continue bringing you the most relevant and impactful crypto-related topics on a daily basis. And of course, it's going to be from the top crypto research team in the world, but we have so much more interesting information to get into on this episode. And our next article is a Brad Garlinghouse article where Brad Garlinghouse states that NFTs are severely underhyped and sees many use cases emerging in the market today. As leaders across the world learn about these new technologies and how they can actually benefit from these new use cases, I think we're going to see more of them happen daily. The tokenization of various assets is underhyped, said Brad Garlinghouse, and he stated that carbon credit trading would be one of the most profound cases going forward. Ripple will be investing over $100 million into the carbon credit market, and currently, cross-border transactions are usually quite slow, quite expensive, and quite frankly, very error-prone. While the XRP chain is very efficient, low-cost, and almost has no errors, this is a bullish article for XRP. This is a bullish article for NFTs. But what really gets me excited here is the fact that they're going to start tokenizing real-world assets and putting them onto the XRPL as NFTs. Once that door opens, my God, the floodgates are open. Johnny Crypto, what are some of your thoughts? Yeah, first of all, I just want to throw a shout-out to our boy Waters Above Crypto if you're still out there. Uh, we love you. Thanks. You know, Obviously, we got some good moon energy. But more importantly, folks, set your calendar because on June 29th, uh, so it's a little further away, you know, at the end of this month, Waters Above Crypto will be coming back on the show. So you got plenty of notice, four weeks, don't miss it, Waters Above on GMC. But getting back to the <coughs> to the article, um, you know, Brad is no fool. Brad's freaking smart. He sees where the size of the prize is. Not only, you know, cross-border payments is one thing, but why not take the technology and expand it and grow in what's probably going to be the largest space in crypto, which is NFTs, because NFTs are nothing more than the, 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 the digitalized contract of everything. You're, pretty soon you'll be able to freaking, you'll be able to, digital, you'll be able to sell hot part of my socks, my Crocs. Everybody's talking about the Crocs. I can literally tokenize my Crocs and sell you a piece of it. That's literally what we're getting down to. So NFTs is really like this type of small contract form of whether it's a game or a tokenization or real estate or whatever it is, right? Um so he sees that there's a huge market out there. Why not roll XRP into that and take over that? And so I think he said he's spending about $100 million to build that system. And we know that the X, XLS20, which is going to be the foundation 
for their NFTs is in process. They're working on it. And in fact, get this, Abs, about two weeks ago, all the validators voted no to release it. You know why? Because it wasn't ready. It was they were they're still working, they're still testing it, they're still debugging it. And so they <laughs> baked beans. <laughs> I gotta do an update on the baked beans. But anyway, um <clears throat> basically, what the hell was I saying now? They were gonna token that, yeah. So they're basically getting they're getting the XL system up in place. They were doing tests on it, and as soon as that thing is debugged, and I'm gonna guess I'm in technology, but this might take them another month or two. They're going to then release that. And that's going to be exciting because that's going to open the floodgates for the first XRP, um, you know, NFT based, basically uh, trading system. So super excited. Looking forward to it. Brad is a genius and I love having XRP in my bags. And oh, by the way, not only do you want to own XRP, guys, you want to own Ripple. And guess what? I don't know if you've heard a link to, but if you're an accredited investor, get out there. I think there's a link below. Go to the link to website. You can actually buy Ripple shares. They have them right now. Uh, sorry, it's only accredited. I don't make the rules. The SEC did. So go write a letter to them and complain to them. But if you are accredited, you can actually buy Ripple shares right now, pre-IPO, before they launch. And Brad already said when the lawsuit's over, guess, guess what he's doing with Ripple? He's taking them public. We covered that on the show last week, Johnny. And there was a really interesting quote I wanted to read here before we get comments from Jackie and Billy. Jackie, I'd love to start with you. Brad Garlinghouse came out and said, I don't think we're living in a single chain world. It's a multi-chain world. And there's going to be a lot of different utility use cases. This ties into the conversation we just had about XLM. There's not going to be one leader. There's not going to be one system that all payments are processed through. There's going to be a series of different systems that are used for different reasons, right? And Brad Garlinghouse is acknowledging that here. How do you feel about the adoption of NFTs being incorporated on the XRPL? And give me an okay. Are we okay to reference the project that we all know we're talking about being built on the XRPL, Jackie? Yeah, I think it's okay to reference it. Um, I feel great about this article, um, actually, just because of that reason, because we are involved in a lot of NFT projects, and not only just one that you're referencing, but we here in the Academy, we've talked about quite a few NFT projects that are um, built on XRPL, will we'll be built on XRPL, um, all in the works, kind of waiting for that XLS20D to pass. Um so yeah, exciting. It's exciting to see, you know, Brad Garlinghouse himself talk about, you know, NFTs and especially the XRPL NFTs. What what project were you referencing, Ab? Yes, I was referencing our our NFT project that we're going to be launching on the XRPL. Am I okay to talk about that or no? Oh, yes, of course. Okay, yes, so we've already made that announcement. I thought you meant the one that you blew on Twitter Spaces. <laughs> I made that mistake before. For all of our listeners out there, I do have some slippery lips, so I don't know if you want to trust me with anything. But at the same time, you can trust me with, you, with, with the advice that I'm giving you here because I'm coming straight from my heart. And what we are going to be launching very soon is an NFT project on the XRPL with Coach JV. We're going to see all of these beautiful faces, including Mr. Johnny Crypto, the man right over there. And, all, and the rest of our team. So I'm really excited about that development. But we do have so many more interesting articles to get to and only four minutes left. So I'm going to have to choose between what I want to present here. I do want to show our listeners an article. This is for my dad, everybody out there. Lebanese pound exchange rate against the dollar plunges to an all-time low. This seems to be a macroeconomic issue. It's not totally crypto related, but I did want to reference this. We're seeing third world countries all around the world have their currencies collapse right before our eyes. People are going to the banks to withdraw their deposits and they don't even exist, right? They're, all their money's gone. All that currency is devalued. I want to get some quick thoughts from Johnny Crypto, and then we'll continue with our cryptocurrency articles. 
<clears throat> you know, <laughs> so the IMF, you know, I want to talk about WWE. These are the bad guys on the I, you know, you know, you don't trust. <laughs> I don't trust a lot of the things these guys do here. So, you know, I guess we'll see where this whole thing plays out and how they, where they take it. But, um, <clears throat> yeah, so I ain't got much to say about that. Sorry. <laughs> That's totally cool, Johnny. I just needed some time to pull up the Rosie Rios video that we have in the background. There we go. So we are going to show you guys a video of Rosie Rios explaining why she is the richest woman to ever exist. Very, very interesting. And I don't think this is clickbait. We'll let it play. The longest confirmed official in the Obama administration. And yes, it is my name on the lower left-hand side of U.S. money. So uh, out of the approximately $2 trillion of U.S. currency in circulation worldwide, my name is approximately on $1.8 trillion. So I can honestly say that no one has made more money than I have. Boom. There you have it, people. So we are two for two today. We've got some great titles and it's not clickbait. Rosie Rio said that her name is on more money than anyone in history. And I do want to give a shout out to Pink Paws. You came in. We, we, we got your love and we're very excited about that. We gained another fan today. So that's always exciting. We love every single one of you guys. And that's why we choose to do a live stream. We love looking at the live comments, seeing what you're thinking and interacting and building that into our live stream, but staying focused on the Rosie Rios stuff. Let's get some comments from Jackie here. Jackie, we see Rosie Rios is on the board of directors for Ripple. Previously, she was the treasurer for the United States of America. And her signature is on every single hundred dollar bill that is blue. That is also in circulation. So what are some of your thoughts on what Rosie Rios had to say here? I don't know if I would be proud about signing all that money into circulation. I don't know. I have some I have some differing thoughts about that. I know she like kind of was proud of that, but I don't know if I would be. Um, yeah, I mean, it's good. We talk about this all the time. Um, you know, the ties that the ties that we have to Ripple um and and in the government and you know, all the people that they are putting into place to make these things, um, you know, come to pass, come to fruition. So I do, I do like that we have those partnerships with Ripple um, and, and Rosie Rios coming into that position. Um, that is a good thing. That is a comforting thing just because it does solidify, you know, the, the tra trail that we are on with XRP and with Ripple. But yeah, I don't know if I would brag about something like that, but I don't know. I don't know. Maybe other people, maybe there's a different side to the coin that I'm not seeing. Well, I think the significance there is the fact that Ripple hired her, right? And so she's got connections yeah. high up in the government. No, listen, let's face it. We all know how the world works. It's not what you know. It's who you know 90% of the time, right? She has all the backdoor connections. I'm saying freaking money's on the names on the money, right? She knows all the people high up in the government. Ripple brought her on the team as well as like 90 other freaking government people. That's the kind of company that, you know, behind the scenes, these guys are putting the right people in place so they can move the company forward, Jackie. So for me, like that's the significance is I love the fact that <laughs> there you go. I love the fact that Ripple is bringing in people with ties into the spaces that they want to apply into, uh, you know, play in those areas. To me, that's the most significant here, and I love Rosie Reels for that reason, and I'm glad she's on Ripple, and I'm glad I got my bags full of XRP. And that's why I thought it was important to show that video, not because of what she actually said there about printing all that money. And it's funny, everybody in the comments is like, I wouldn't be bragging about that. I totally agree. I would not be bragging about that. But the reason that it's important to know that Rosie Rios is on the board of directors for Ripple 
is because we have Brad Garlinghouse, who works at the World Economic Forum. We got Rosie Rios, who is a former treasurer of the United States, knows more about currency than anybody on the planet. I mean, I really do think that's up for debate, but we're going to close it out here. I want to say thank you to Jackie. Thank you to Johnny Crypto. And thank you to Billy. Another amazing episode with every single one of you. We have 309 live listeners out there. Show us some love and smash that like button on the way out. We're going to be back in 20 three hours so we will see you guys in 23 hours we'll close this thing the same way we always do warriors rise get to get together baby tomorrow we have showtime joining the show let's go monkeys let's go <laughs> let's rise <laughs>